0: Most people like to wake up with a cup of coffee, something warm to go with the rising sun, or something along those lines. Or maybe instead having another person next to you, shaking you awake before this sorry excuse of a city really gets up and running. But if you're me, you usually wake up to something a little more like this. That's the sound of a body falling 20 feet and hitting my apartment building's dumpster. But believe it or not, it was a delivery I was actually expecting. Contrary to current evidence, I am not, in fact, a murderer, owner of a crime syndicate, or an extremely pessimistic fortune teller. My name's Aaron Key, best investigative journalist for hire in Arcadia City, and unfortunate rewriter of reality. We'll get to the second part later, but for now, I'll start from the top of this entire nightmare, which in this case, All started yesterday afternoon. No, no, not that. Aaron. What?
1: You got visitors.
0: Visitors implies they're here to chat, not pay. Show them the door.
1: You got customers.
0: And suddenly my calendar is clear.
1: Good, because I'm not getting paid enough to get shot on the job.
0: What the... Nothing could have prepared me for the two goons that shoved their way through my small office doorway. One of them had his burly arm wrapped around my assistant's neck like a twisted metal pipe. His free hand held a revolver aimed right at West's head. The other guy was built bigger, with wide shoulders and a hat with a brim that hung low over his eyes. He had a white suit under a long brown coat and, predictably, another revolver aimed directly at me.
2: Take a seat, ma'am.
0: And why should I? You think this is some sort of joke? If it is, I'm hoping yours don't land in my vital organ. Oh, a comedian. I thought you were supposed to be a writer.
1: Can we do the banter when I'm, like, not here as a hostage? Please?
0: Fine, fine. Sitting. So, friends, what can I do for you?
2: We need services. Only you can provide.
0: Oh, sure. Just say the word, gentlemen. And Aaron Key has got your scoop investigated and covered. Extra charge for extra flourish. West will send you mine. No, not that. Well, then, I'm not sure how else I can help you. Investigative journalism is a bit of a narrow field of expertise.
3: You know, you got a lot of lip for someone who's just one second away
0: from having a dead assistant. Who, West? He's got a thick skull. He'll be fine.
2: Hey! I'm getting real
0: sick of your...
2: Let's settle down. We came here for a spell. The one who sent us is willing to pay you well in return, if it works.
0: Well, for one, I don't write spells. I wrote spells, emphasis on the wrote. And two, if you were willing to pay in the first place, why come packing so much heat?
2: We like to be prepared. Erin?
0: All right, so what does your employer want? A new car, a couple of tickets to the Rouge Kamal, a lifetime supply of toilet paper? I can't do cash, so don't ask for cash. It's outside of my abilities, unfortunately.
2: We need a body.
0: Oh, wow. What?
2: A corpse. Of this man.
0: Listen, I'm going to lay out the ground rules here for you gentlemen, since you're both so adamant about me doing something that clearly is not up for sale. My uh, spells? They're stories. They're stories that bend reality, and that's only if I get all of the facts building up to it right. I don't just tap away at a few keys and bam, your dream hits one and done. As much as I wish it were that simple. We ain't ordering a hit.
3: We got other people for
0: that. We just need you to find the corpse.
2: The guy in the photo has been missing long enough. There's plenty of evidence pointing to his death. We just can't find where his killers put him away.
0: Oh. Well, I think I can do that for you. But I'm going to need a lot more than a photo and a vague description of a crime if you want me to find you an entire dead body.
2: We've got all the details you'll need with Mikey out front.
0: Uh, sorry. I just... Mikey? Really? He didn't think that nickname was a bit cliché before joining the mob?
1: I cannot stress enough how much I would like to not be here right now.
0: Oh, right. Forgot you were here. Since I'm complying, do you guys mind letting him go? I can't afford to pay him overtime this week, and you two coming in minutes before closing is really pushing the definition of a reasonable workday.
1: Ow! Jeez, my arm!
0: Save the whining and dining, West, and pack up before they change their minds.
1: You don't have to tell me twice.
0: Oh,
2: excuse me. Cass, go get Mikey. I'll keep my sights on our new hire here.
0: Contractor. Cannot emphasize the temporary nature of this enough. So, having a funeral but missing a corpse to celebrate? Or does your employer just have a bet riding on the body of what looks like one of the richest old men in the city? Oh, come on. You're about to tell me everything anyway. At least, you will if you want me to actually do my job properly.
2: I think we've made it clear that you doing your job properly isn't something that's optional.
0: Well, clearly you couldn't get your hands on any other writer that can do what I do since you came to me of all people. So unless you think you can suddenly start scribbling this corpse of yours into existence on your own, you better be willing to give me everything I need for this all to go off without a hitch.
2: I was under the impression that you witchy types didn't need much to go off of to make things... happen.
0: He was right, of course. Writers, or rather writers with the gift, could theoretically make the unthinkable happen from nothing, which spoke volumes as to why our kind are virtually impossible to come by in a city like Arcadia. Let it spill that you can mold reality with just your words, and suddenly a whole lot of dangerous people want to be your permanent pen pal. In fact, I still couldn't figure out how this guy and his employers had found me out but I wasn't about to turn down a solid paycheck, even if it was coming from two cronies that looked straight out of a true crime flick. Plus, it seemed like they came here uninformed, meaning I could get away with finding the corpse of theirs without my stupid gift and all of its sickly side effects. I've always found investigation work a hell of a lot more reliable than voodoo magics anyway. But I wasn't about to tell either of these guys that. Your informants were a bit off then. By the way, how... Did you find me? I thought I did a pretty good job scrubbing myself clean from the local Yellow Pages as a freak fortune teller years ago.
2: Took a bit of digging, but we've got ways of knowing what we need to know and getting what we need to get.
0: You don't say. Got your file, boss. Come again?
2: Your file. We'll be expecting the body by the end of today. What? We prefer that you find him in one piece. It would mean a lot to our boss. An open-casket funeral might be a bit of a mess otherwise.
0: You really can't expect me to do this all in one night. I have
2: to- You may be right about us not knowing all the steps that go into your working your little writing tricks, witch. But you can step off the assumption that we came here completely misinformed. You've got a bit of a reputation for working quickly, Key. So count your blessings that I'm giving you till the end of the day at all. Fine. Good. The down payment. Cass, let's go.
0: You catch all of that, West?
2: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Great. Because it looks like we got our work cut out for us.
1: You're not really going to give them what they want, right? You, like always get so sick afterwards, and I like, have to shut down the entire office for weeks. And believe it or not, I like getting paid. Especially after you make me sit out here on the fire escape for so long. Did you know this thing is like a literal pain in my ass?
0: Do I look like the type to turn down one, two, three, Jesus, this is just the down payment.
1: So what was the whole point of sending them away? You usually don't need so many theatrics just to write a short spell.
0: Because I'm not writing them a spell, West. We're doing this job the old-fashioned way. West looked at me like I had finally lost my last few marbles. And I didn't blame him, considering two back-alley cronies had just hired me to find one of the richest, most powerful men in the entirety of Arcadia City, Alexander Blackwater, part-time owner of half of the livable space in Arcadia full-time mob boss to one of the largest illicit fencing and smuggling rings this side of the planet. And according to his eldest son, who had just come in waving a gun in my direction, pretending to be some sort of gutter-scraping mercenary, that very multi-million dollar man was dead. The folder gave me more than enough to go off of, but not as much as I'd have liked. It gave me the rundown of the last known location Blackwater was known to be, his own bedroom, which by photo alone looked to be more expensive than whatever I would get selling off both kidneys ten times over. As for the why and how, the vague documents left a lot to be desired. Knowing for what reason someone finally decided to take out one of the best guarded criminals in the city would inevitably be the best first step in locating where his killer hid his body. Alexander Blackwater had three kids, and all of them carried the notoriety of his name, whether they liked it or not. The youngest of the trio especially did her part in trying to shake her old man's legacy and made a real show of it, too. Jean Blackwater was on the front page of almost every gossip magazine, and she stuck to that spotlight like a moth afraid of the dark. Conglomerate Owner's Daughter shirks millions for theater, and Richest Family in Arcadia breaks up over Hollywood dreams were plastered onto every street corner for months. Usually, I don't pay any mind to that sort of bad press, but they did a fantastic job of making it hard to miss. I guess I should be thanking those mudslingers, though, because it saved me an extra mile in the long run. Jean Blackwater was just where they said she'd be, strutting her stuff in the Statement Theater like she didn't have a care in the world.
3: No, it goes over there. Hurry up now. Hey, you, I see you. That is not four screen.
0: The stage itself seemed old and worn, creaking dangerously as stagehands hurried back and forth behind her. The chairs were covered in torn red felt, and everything from gum to old cigarette ash stained the cement floor permanently. All in all, the Statement Theater was no Rouge Kamal, but with the way Jean bossed people around, you could almost believe otherwise. She spun around and lit up like a firework when she saw me. Just the reaction I was looking for. I'd shown up dressed in my best impression of an overzealous Arcadia Tribune reporter named Clara Cans, pencil behind my ear and everything. West even had a reporter's ID made for me last minute. If Jean Blackwater wanted to talk, she'd only spill to someone who looked like her one-way ticket to the front of a big-name newspaper.
3: Clara! Clara Cannes. You're so much shorter than I imagined,
0: darling. Sorry, I left my stepladder at home.
3: Well, no matter. I know my best angles even from the shortest perspectives, so we can arrange things accordingly. You are... Going to be taking my picture, right?
0: Of course! Well, I won't. I'm just the writer. The Arcadia Tribune isn't just some tabloid. We've got different people for visuals. Professionals, if you will. Oh, right. Right, of course. Well,
3: in that case, care for a drink, Clara? I'll pass. Suit yourself. Vera! My drink, darling, if you will. Well, don't just keep yourself in suspense. Ask away, ask anything you like. I opened up the rest of my hour for this interview where for that, by the way. I'll well, let just anyone publish about me and my affairs.
0: Right. In that case, let's jump right on into it. What's it like, dancing your heart out on stage in the wake of your father's death? <laughs> <laughs> what? You weren't aware... Your father's been missing long enough that your family's about ready to declare him officially dead. This
3: has to be some sort of sick joke. And even if you were, right, how would you know about this before me? My siblings may be big mouth baskets of trash, but they're not the type to let something like that slip to just anyone. Though they'd absolutely keep me in the dark about it either
0: way. Oh, does their cruelty know no bounds? Call it a perk of being an efficient journalist. Why wouldn't your siblings tell you about your own father's death? Why they're
3: egotistical and greedy criminals. I mean, in the sense that the real estate business is all criminal in nature, darling. Make sure to jot that down. Why they're probably hoping to pin the blame all on me just to give themselves a bigger cut of the family fortune.
0: The humanity. I'm too beautiful to be sent to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as far as my sources are concerned, they can't find the body, much less any clear evidence of a murder. His disappearance barely passes as foul play as is.
3: What? Well, that doesn't make any sense. How so? Father was always greedy, sure, but he was paranoid too. Unless it's been changed without my knowledge, his will explicitly states that, should his death be the result of foul play, all of his funds and assets would be liquidated and distributed throughout his... business. Which, considering how much money it already makes for itself, would be barely a drop in the oral bucket.
0: So what you're saying is, if he WAS killed, it wasn't for his money? Well, I never said that.
3: I never put Yuhan Philippa's murdering on father for money. I just don't understand why either of them would be motivated enough to do so if it didn't mean getting their hands on a bigger cut of the inheritance. Not that either of them need it. Capitalism has treated them both well enough.
0: And with all due respect, ma'am, shouldn't every indicator point to you? It's no secret that the Statement Theater has been in disrepair for decades. And you've been cut off from your family's sizable fortune since you abandoned the real estate business for performance arts. Well, you've just hit the nail on the head on your own, haven't you?
3: I left the family business willingly, partially to pursue my dream, yes. But I also couldn't stand what all that dirty money did to my father. Always having to shuffle around, armed to the teeth of bodyguards, afraid that one business partner would be another backstabber. Rotting away, alone, bitter, and afraid of even his own children. It was despicable. (laughs) My reasons aside, even in the wake of my father's death, everyone knew I didn't want his money either way. I had to arrange with his attorney that any money that came from him to me would be donated directly to charity. I wouldn't have touched his stuff. Oh, um, make sure to write that part down, will you? This has been all so enthralling, I nearly forgot this was an interview about me.
0: Jean loved to put on a good show, but my gut was telling me that she was telling the truth. I could dig after the attorney for a solid answer, but that would be wasting precious time I didn't have. After asking a few other flowery questions about her new show, I excused myself from the theater. Gene had given me a lot to go off of, more than I'd expected really. But people are always willing to spill to someone. You just have to show up as the right kind of person. I didn't expect my next step to go so smoothly. Obviously, with Alexander Blackwater on such a paranoia streak, he wouldn't have let just anyone come near him. And common criminals notwithstanding, only his kids had clear enough motive to kill a man already obviously well on his way to retirement. So that just left me with Yuha and Phila. Yuha was the one who hired me. Wes did some extra digging to find out, but I had a gut feeling it was him from the start, with the way his lackeys followed him at the heels and all. Best I could tell, he was willing to turn to someone like me to find what he couldn't, meaning he was desperate. Maybe for closure, maybe just to settle whatever inner circle dispute Alexander's disappearance caused once and for all. Either way, he made it obvious he wasn't concerned about the foul play clause the moment he hired me to find a corpse. I was on my way to see what Phila Blackwater had to say about all this. West found out for me she usually takes her dinner at the downtown plaza at around 8, so that's where I was headed now. Turns out she'd scheduled me for an earlier appointment. Well, this is convenient and a bit too cozy for my tastes. Charming.
4: Good to meet you too, Investigator. My name's Phila Blackwater, owner of Blackwater Real Estates.
0: But I have a feeling you knew that already. I sure as hell did. Phila was more or less the public face of the Blackwater Company, who did her best to turn the dirty money clean. She knew what she was doing too. She glowed with this kind of confident certainty that made you want to hear what she had to say and see if she was free to tie you up later. As in, tie up your schedule, like keep you busy with dinner.
4: Apologies for the tight fit. The muscle's just necessary pretense. People tend to be more forthcoming around them. Good for finding out why a witch has been bumping elbows with both my siblings all of a sudden.
0: Why does everyone keep calling me that? Because that's what you are.
4: And your types never do well for business. So if you would, please, explain to me what my brother has hired you for if you want to leave this van in one piece. Well, gee,
0: you sure know how to make a girl feel welcome. Look, all I was hired to do is help along with the search for your father. For closure's sake. And I
4: didn't hire a hit on Kieber's financial director. Sorry? Listen. I don't know exactly how much you know, but it clearly isn't enough.
0: Oh, for me. You shouldn't have. What am I looking at, exactly?
4: What? You've never seen a diagnosis? I mean, yes, but this one's Alexander's. And it says... Source unknown. Bone degradation. Estimated date of passing. In mere months. So why'd someone decide to speed up the process all of a sudden? If I knew, I wouldn't have bothered with the runaround. Listen, my brother Yuha and my father were keeping this unknown disease of his a secret, and I don't know why, but in my line of work, secrets tend to get you killed. So I went and uncovered them, and now I'm sharing them with you. Secrets aren't usually free. Good, you're catching on. And you're going to do something for me in return. You're going to find that corpse, and you're going to make sure it
0: comes to me first. Sorry, my services are currently booked for tonight. Might I suggest scheduling an appointment next time? Jesus, can we please stop with the guns and the pointing? I guess I didn't put this simple enough for you to understand.
4: Yuha might be sentimental and secure enough that he doesn't mind pulling in a witch to find our father and set off that foul play clause at the expense of billions, but I'm not that self-sacrificing. If my brother is willing to go so out of his way for our sorry excuse of an old man... Then he shouldn't mind me making sure he takes the fall for this one.
0: Framing your own sibling. Classy. And if I say no?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Sure. Got it. Here's your instructions as to where you should
4: drop the body off. Don't care how it gets there. Just make sure it's there.
0: Sure. I'll have my people send you an invoice. Whatever gets the job done, witch. fella had a smile like a shark in bloody water. And I was all too ready to get away from her and her gaggle of goonies. Thankfully, she'd said everything she'd wanted to before she got any bright ideas to close in for a bite. She left me off on the same sidewalk she'd stolen me from and her car drove off into the late-night traffic like it was just another Arcadia private taxi. This rabbit hole just kept going deeper every time I thought I'd reached the end. An inheritance a missing body, and a deadly illness stopped by an overeager murderer. I knew I had nearly everything I needed to put this all together, but there was one more place I had to go to be sure. I took a cab to the address on the first page of the file you had tossed across my desk earlier this afternoon, Alexander Blackwater's home. It was an imposing building that sat barely on the edges of the city, taking up more square feet of land than seemed economical.
1: What is this, at this hour?
0: Aaron Key. Your boss hired me.
5: Alexander did?
0: No. Yuha. Is this not his place?
5: Oh, no. I mean, it is now, essentially. One moment.
0: So Yuha was all set up in his old man's place after all. From a criminal overlord's perspective, it made sense. Alexander's address is publicly listed under his name, making it the ideal meeting spot, a location that didn't need to be kept secret, but still let Yuha keep his hired hands close. Fine by me, I wasn't planning on sticking around long. The metal gate clattered open, giving me access to the expansive yard and the few front steps leading up to a grand double door entrance. The man I'd just spoken to earlier was there to greet me inside."
5: May I have your coat, Miss
0: Key? Oh, you wouldn't want to do that. It's got all my witch tools and lizard eyes in it. The slime might stain whatever else is in that closet of yours.
5: I...
2: I see. Ah, Aaron. It's so good to see you.
0: Muha still looked tired, but was all dressed up now that he was playing on his own home field an all-white suit fitted with a pocket-squared boot. His hair was done up slick, and I couldn't shake the fact that his cufflinks were probably made of real diamond. There was no sign of the rundown trench coat he'd shown up in my office in just a few hours before.
2: Timely as ever, I see. We still have a solid three hours before midnight.
0: Say the same when you leave me a review. It'd do my business wonders.
2: Of course. I always reward good results. Did you find him? My father?
0: Not quite. Just finished all the preparations I had to get in order.
2: You'll have to tell me more about that someday. The preparation that goes into your magic.
0: It's really nothing fancy, just the outline every good story needs to play out the way you want it to. Say, you got a typewriter I could use?
2: Already prepared.
0: With red ink?
2: I'm sorry, what?
0: Red ink. Doesn't work well at all without red ink. Did I not mention that?
2: No, you didn't.
0: Sorry, might have slipped my mind, what with the gun in my face and all. Yuha ha looked taken aback, which was good for me. That meant I'd just bought myself some time while he went scouting for something I didn't even need. Not much, though, considering he had his own foot servants running around at his beck and call. I only had a small window of time. I made a big show of fidgeting in place. By the way, you got a bathroom nearby? I've been running around all day, and you have really nice hardwood floors, but I seriously think my bladder's about to...
2: Stop. It's down the hall. Turn right, and it'll be the first door on your left.
0: You're a doll, you haw. Be back in a sec. I took off down the hallway, performing the most convincing shuffle run I could manage. The hall was long but empty, and sure enough, eventually I came across what looked like an automatic seat lift that led up an elegant staircase banister. I checked around for anyone that might have been with an eye or earshot before taking off up the stairs as quietly as I could. Alexander had bad knees, so the seat lift meant he still went upstairs often despite them, and chances were I'd find the bedroom he disappeared from wherever it led. Got it. It was the master bedroom, with a four-poster king-sized bed on the far wall surrounded with all kinds of memorabilia. Awards, trinkets, and bottles of prescription medicine littered the bedside table. On the right wall jammed up under the window was what looked like a bookshelf full of jars, full of everything from eerie red roots and clear liquid to silver sludge. The windows were all covered generously, and it looked like they'd been that way since the place was built over a decade ago. Whatever mess the file I'd been given described had been cleaned long ago, which was a shame, but expected. In an adjacent space around the corner from the door, there was just what I was looking for. A grand mahogany desk covered in documents and paperweights with a grandiose office chair behind it. Predictably, the drawers were locked, each with their own little keyhole above the drawer handle. Nothing me and a few lockpicks couldn't handle. Work with me here, I'm on a bit of a time crunch. The first drawer, top right, didn't have anything interesting, a short plastic ten used to keep his pens and paper clips in order, a few notes and numbers. The one below it had spare items, keys, cards, some burner phones, all probably connected to one or another crime, but not my mark. It wasn't until I hit the big filing drawer on the left side did I finally find something worth looking at. Folders and folders, worth of receipts, notes, prescriptions, and correspondences, all within the recent month. These are all... junk. A solution made from blue flamingo feathers for half a million dollars and Egyptian mummy's wrappings for three million, the finger of a witch for... Oh, gross. What in the world was he spending so much money on all this for? It's almost as if he was searching for...
2: Cures.
0: (laughs) I went for the 19 I keep holstered under my coat with my right hand, but in that instant, Yu-Ha was on me with a knife he'd pulled out from who knows where. He cut my hand across the palm and in that same second managed to slam me up against the back wall with his free hand. Ah!
2: You've made this unnecessarily difficult for everyone involved.
0: Really? I would have thought killing your own dad was what did it.
2: High claim there, investigator. I hope you have enough evidence to back it up.
0: Evidence? This place is swimming in it. The papers, the receipts, the jars.
2: My father was a hoarder with some knee problems. So what?
0: Well, it gets a bit strange once you figure out you and him were keeping his debilitating disease a secret. What was it again? Bone degradation? Failing nerve endings? No discernible cure in a man full of desperation, paranoia, and money? Enough that he'd turn to black market myths that cost an inheritance and a half.
2: Maybe he did. Maybe my joke of a father was finally getting senile enough to where he was willing to put most everything on the line just for some chance at a mythical, non-existent cure. So
0: I kill him? Either way, you don't end up with his money. There's nothing for you to gain.
2: <laughs> that's where you're wrong. He wasn't coughing up his own change for this quest of his. No, he was bleeding the family business dry. Selling everything, getting useful people killed on senseless quests and abandoning the rest.
0: Explains why a mob boss-to-be is running around doing his own dirty work.
2: Oh, this. This part I quite enjoy. Getting to strangle that dying old man was a weight off my shoulders. His death meant that whatever was left of his fortune would fill in the gaps of the Syndicate. The ones he made and left me to deal with. I was hoping you would just do your part and be done with it all. Find the body as a third party trigger the foul play cloth and everything my father lost would be quietly replaced but instead you just given me more loose ends to tie up
0: my vision was starting to blur i was running out of air but his end-of-the-road villain speech had given me just enough time to finish what i had started unfortunately the part that had to come next was always my least favorite of all What in the world I finished the last word on the front of Yuha's stark white jacket, now completely covered in hurried, crisscrossed lines and loops and dots made from the blood on my right hand. Not exactly what you'd call legible, but hey, you try writing well with a knife to your gut and a sausage mitt strangling your throat shut. Like clockwork, my vision went, but I knew what I'd written like it was seared into the front of my mind. Thick ink gushed from my eyes, scaring Yuha enough to loosen his grasp for just a moment. Yuha, shaken,
3: shaken. loosens his grip for arms. As he steps back, he loses his balance, falling. 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 The back With of his, his head, head, head striking.
0: The The ink was still coming on strong from my vision, and even though Yuha was out like a light, I couldn't see anything and most likely wouldn't be able to for a good portion of the next hour. I managed to fish my phone out of my pocket and hit the first number on speed dial.
1: Hello?
0: (coughs) West, it's me. I'm gonna need you, too.
1: Yeah, already here.
0: my eyes still spilling ink like two broken fountain pens i couldn't tell whether the cops west or some of yuha's leftover cronies were the first ones up the stairs or not so i did my best to look somewhat threatening holding my glock and my non-dominant hand on the floor still covered in ink and blood and whatever the hell else had gotten on me during the fight west eventually came and grabbed me slapped his gaudy shades on my face and dragged me away from the fiasco before things got too hot to run from Gave the cops a rundown of the case, though they were probably too busy bagging the hottest commodity in the room to pay us too much attention. To be honest, I don't remember much after emptying yesterday's lunch out the passenger side window. I think it was my own car, from what I could tell. West probably didn't trust me in his car after the last time I ended up... Well, you know.
1: I swear, on everything that's holy, if you so much as baby barf, on any part of me, I'm going to be the second person who strangles you today.
0: Uh Thanks, West. You're a peach. Where do I leave the tip?
1: (sighs) Add it to your tab. Which, speaking of, I guess this means we're going to have to close the office for, like, what, two weeks now? How many requests did you even write? Three. (laughs) Three weeks in. Great. Fantastic. I didn't have rent to pay anyway.
0: West, bless his heart, stayed a while longer to funnel water into my sorry system and make sure I didn't choke on my own bile while the ink cleared out of my eyes. He kept telling me what he always does about how I look like some eldritch demon that just got done with a bad breakup, and how my hell mascara was running. (laughs) I always got a kick out of that mental image. So now you're just about all caught up. West goes home, I get sick as a dog, and magically the corpse of one Alexander Blackwater finds its way to the drop point Phila made pointedly close to my place of residence. I guess a hot, dangerous criminal knowing where I live isn't anything all that new. But I like to at least try and keep my privacy for posterity's sake. It helps me sleep at night, for one. People with the gift in a place like Arcadia City, we don't get off easy most of the time. It's always make me this or summon me that whenever creeps are desperate enough to drag us out of hiding. The few other people I know who are like me, they were smart. They scrammed, quit writing, quit using their gifts and sharing it with other people. And me? Let's just say I'm not as smart. Happened to my window.
5: Sorry, love. That was me. Wrote a little too high above the lock. You know how it is. Desmond? In the flesh. You're free to check yourself if you'd like.
0: There wasn't anything to check. Bright eyes, brighter smile, hair tucked away neatly, and a permanent marker in her hand the markings on her skin still fading their bright blue glow. It was definitely her. She looked just the same as the last time I saw her, fit as a fiddle despite having just used her gift to dismantle my window into a million pieces. I hadn't seen her in, well, a long time. And a long time ago, my heart would have skipped a beat to see her standing in my living room, all stunning confidence and sly smile, but seeing her now only made my stomach turn. What are you doing here? You got what you wanted a long time ago. And with the way your signature broke my window, it seems to still be working just fine.
5: Oh, you don't
0: seem all that happy to see me.
5: Don't fret,
0: I'm only here for work. Oh, is that all? You sure you don't want to bust up my apartment more? Well,
5: the bed frame looks new. I could help you break that in, if you'd like.
0: You... what? N- no
5: I- Besides, you and I both know I didn't take anything from you. It was a gift. Such a lovely one, too. So much so that it would be a crime not to use it. Good to know your line of logic is still as crooked as ever. Maybe. Kettle and teapot, darling. At the end of the day, you're the one who gave me this power. So you really have no one to blame but yourself. So I guess it falls to me to take it back. Ooh, I hate to break it to you, love, but I doubt you're feeling up to a fight. Not looking like that, anyway. What was it? Another case? Another short story? I... Stay back. Your nose is bleeding again. Shit. Aaron... You don't have to keep living like this. You can do what even others with the gift can't. You can cut it up and give it away. I still don't understand why you refuse to take advantage of that. You could bundle it up once, give it away to the highest bidder,
0: sell the office, retire. Move away with me. Oh no, like hell I'll fall for that one again. And I'm not arming some rich bozo with the one weapon I can actually keep from public hands. Arcadia's been screwed over enough as is. Oh, please. Your ego has
5: always blinded you. You think you've got this city all figured out, that you can light up all the dark and wrong places until the people passing by finally wise up and fix it. But that's where you've always fallen short. It's not that no one sees it, love. It's just that they don't want to.
0: Maybe that's what you think, but I... (coughs) Hmm.
5: See now what you've done? You know you're supposed to take it easy after using your gift. It really does a number on you after all.
0: Get your hands off my files!
5: I can't. It's work, remember? You kept poking around in places you shouldn't have, so I'm getting paid a pretty penny to make sure certain information doesn't get out. Usually I do a bit more to tie up loose ends, but I suppose I'll do you a favor and leave you in one piece. Well, as close to one piece as you are now. Well, that's all I came here for. Don't die, love. Then there would be no point in me leaving so (laughs) quietly.
0: Don't be so sure! Erin? I'm leaving. Move one inch, and the only thing leaving will be you in a body bag.
5: Oh, darling... I mean it. Go on then. Shoot me. Yes, Mend, I swear to God. You're shaking like a leaf. You really haven't changed, have you? Well, Aaron, if you ever change your mind, my offer still stands. And I'm sure you'll know where to find me when that happens. As long as you put your mind to it.
0: Most people wake up to the smell of coffee. Next to someone warm who shakes you awake before the sun pulls the full way past the horizon. Someone who holds your hands and looks right at you with impossibly bright eyes. Someone who tells you she'll stick with you despite your curses and quirks in a city where just having them can just about get you burned at the stake. That was me, once upon a time. But people make mistakes.